Welcome to another episode of the Guys with God podcast called Sharing Our Struggles, where we discuss the everyday challenges and frustrations that all men go through during their lives at one time or another. We like to talk about how we've dealt with them from both our past experiences and from what God reveals to us through his word. Now, here's today's episode. Well, good morning, uh, Mark. This is um, Mark and Ron. Uh, good morning, guys. This is our first podcast with uh, Guys with God. It's called uh, Sharing Our Struggles. And this morning, we're going to be talking about uh, the cha- doing, being the change that you want to see in your life. So, uh, Mark, what does that mean to you, being the change that you want to see in your life? The thing I've learned all the time, and good morning, guys, and it stays with me a lot, it's if you can't see it, then you need to be it. And so my whole background is being raised, some of you know my story, but I was always raised to be afraid of them and they. And it was always, why, why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? Why, why haven't they done this for us? And it used to frustrate me because I used to think as a kid, well, why can't I do it? Well, it's keeping me back. And so... As I learned later on, becoming an adult and going through the, the life changes I've had to go through, that any change I seek, I need to be. And that's been basically how I've tried to run my life. Am I perfect? Oh, no way. But most of the time when I have an idea and I run it by some brothers and some accountability partners, they kind of help me walk through it, and that's how the change gets started for me. Okay. As I, um, as I ponder look back at my life, I think I spent the majority of my life thinking, well, they have to change. If only they only did this. If they, I was pointing fingers and I'm going to go in my recent, most recent and most important relationship besides um, here on earth is with my, my, my wife. And for years during probably most of our marriage, well, if she only did this, if she can only change that, if she can only, you know, do this. And uh, basically I was looking through a pair of binoculars instead of looking in the mirror. And all those years, the first probably 20 years of our marriage, me thinking if, if she only would do this, if she only changed that, she needs to do this, she needs to do that, um, it didn't work. I mean, things never got better. Uh, I, it led me to more frustrations, more anger, more outbursts with my mouth of, well, you know, you needed to do this and you should have done that and this was how it should have been done. and. It was just, my life was, it was mess. It was total chaos. And it was, I wasn't going anywhere fast. I was trying to lead, be in control of all of that. And it was, it, it was terrible. Absolutely. It's, I agree with you. I, I learned, I was kind of the same environment. I, and I still to this day, it's one of my character defects. If only this would happen, if only that, all this external stuff, I always tend to go that way, especially when I'm in fear or I'm in pride, or I'm frustrated, if that would change, or if they would do this differently, or them, they, or them, my family, my friends, you know, whatever employer, I always tend to point, like you said, I point the finger at others, and I forget that I've got three fingers pointing back at me. And over time, though, it's never proven true. Even when they and them do change, I'm still left with my same inner feelings, my same inner reactions, and as I like to say, my same hurts, habits, and hang-ups. So obviously... Nothing changes. So through my walk with Jesus, through my walk with the work with the 12 steps, I've learned that change has to come from within. And until I become willing to look at that, and then even more harder, willing to do something about it, nothing's going to change. 
Yeah, like you said, willing, being willing. Uh, for me, when I started my relationship, uh, went from I always knew God my whole life. I just never had that relationship. And the past few years, as my relationship went, has been growing with Christ, and as of my walk with Christ grows each and every day, I'm starting to look inside. I'm starting to look. The only thing that I can control in my life is me. The only thing that I can change in my life is me. So, and that's hard for a guy, but for me, thinking that, well, Ron, you're the one that has to change. You're the one that has to make these changes in your life. It's not the other person's. Stop pointing those fingers because as Mark, if you said, you're pointing one finger, I got three of them coming right back at me. So it's hard it, it, as a guy for me with my pride and thinking my ego and I'm always right to looking in the mirror and say, all right, Ron, what kind of changes do you feel you need to make? What kind of changes in your life do you want to see? What kind of things in your areas of your life do you want to change? And what are you going to do about it? Instead of what is they going to do about it, what am I going to do about it? And that's a, that's a tough cookie to swallow. It, it was real hard for me in the beginning to, to swallow my pride and to, uh, to start seeing some of the things, areas in my life where I have to change. And, you know, um, asking God for to show me those areas of my life where I need to change, where my heart is hardened, where my pride is in the way, and where I'm trying to control everything, that's... That's that was a real tough pill for, for me to swallow at first. Absolutely, I love how you say that. It's I learned. I used to get mad at God. Well, I still do because I'm human. But I've learned that I've had to change up my prayer life. Not only do I got to change myself, but I've also got to be willing to humble myself to allow God to drive me or guide me to the changes I need. And what that looks like is, I used to pray, God, give me this. God, make that happen. God, go do. Kind of like I'm barking out orders. Mm -hmm. And it's like, none of those prayers ever got answered. But when I got, when I got taught by mentors that, that taught me actually how to walk with Jesus and how to actually start praying, to start thanking God for all the abundance in my life, finding the good before I jump into the bad, mm -hmm. and then asking God to guide me, show me, lead me. And that opened up not only my heart, because you were talking about having a hardened heart, mm -hmm. that helped soften my heart. And that's when the Holy Spirit can come in, at least in my life, and start showing me what he needs me to do to change me. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's not fun. It sucks. And I'm still going through a lot of changes because, I mean, as long as I'm taking a breath, I think I'm always going to be changing here. But what I've learned over time, though, when I become willing to do that, things do start to change. Now, the other problem, maybe you deal with this, maybe you don't, I don't know, but this is one of my problems. I get these things called expectations. And I built this timeline. Okay, God, I'm going to go ahead and start being more humble around the house. I'm going to start being more attentive to my wife. I'm going to start being more involved with, with my daughter. And by next Saturday, things should be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I never tell God by next Saturday things should be perfect. But I have this calendar in my head that clocks that. And sure enough, seven days go by. And I'm like, well, why isn't things perfect again? And I find myself getting frustrated. So what I've learned is, one more time... I'm not really changing. I'm just saying different things and doing different things, expecting different results, but I'm not really changing to bring those results. So I'm not being the change that I want to see. And one thing I've learned is when we want, at least for me, when I want something different in my life, I have to model it. I have to live it. I have to walk it out. And then I also have to let go of expecting others to join me. I have to let that go. 
but I've learned in our in one of our favorite programs, Attraction, Not Promotion. Mm -hmm. As long as I can walk that out, be Jesus with skin on, people tend over time to come alongside me and either wonder why I'm so happy or start modeling what I'm doing and they start getting happier too. Yeah, the expectations. That's that's. I think we all have issues with that. And I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to talk about uh, my relationship, my marriage with my wife because it's funny how uh, God does put people in your life, especially for me, it's my spouse that makes, he puts her, he put her in my life to work on all of my character flaws, all of the things that I need, that he needs me to work on because she pulls them all out. Oh, she just, if there's anybody that knows how to push all my buttons, it's my wife. So I'm just going to go back a little bit on what happened over the summer where I think, uh, and I've had this conversation with my wife yesterday, um, where God has really humbled me, uh, showed me a lot of the areas in my life where I need to change. Um, I spent 37 days on the road with my wife in a car. We traveled half of the, we, about a third of the country following our son, son around. So I tell you, uh, my wife would say that it was a, a pleasant trip, but for me, it was, it was tough because that is where God really started to being a, a part of the, the change that's going on in my life right now. And that's um, learning to let things go, learning that my pride is a big problem for me, that I am not always right. I can't expect my wife to think the way that I do because I think I spent a better part of my marriage thinking, well, why doesn't she think like me? She should expect, she should know what I'm thinking. She should know my way is the right way, you know? So uh, during this, that the summer trip that we had, um, I went through a lot of growth where I just learned to keep my mouth shut. Um, and that was hard. It was very difficult because I'm a guy. I think I'm right. My pride tells me my way is the right way. My way is the best way. I know better. And uh, just listening to my wife and some of the conversations we had, Boys, there were so many times when I just, I, I wanted to explode, but I, I just listened to, you know, I would say, all right, God, help me here, help me here. You know, and he said, Ron, just keep your mouth shut. It's not a big deal because most of the things that my expectations of what I think things should be or what I think how my wife should say or act or do things, it's not, and my way is not the right way. Her way is just different. We're just different from each other. But my pride would always be in the way where, nope, you have to make your way known that it's the best way. Your way is the right way. The steps that you take, that's how things have to go. And learning over the summer that, no, it's not that way. That's not how things are. She's not right. You're not right. Neither one of you are wrong. You're just different. And realizing that, that we're just different, that was, that was the start of a big change in my life where I'm learning, was learning to let things go, learning to keep my mouth shut, and just uh, move on. Uh, I'm kind of working also on living in the moment. Um, sometimes when you know, when my wife would say something or do something, it's yeah, it wasn't what I was thinking or what I expected her to say or do. But it's already over with. And in the grand scheme of life, it's not that big of a deal. It's just she didn't do something the way I wanted to or say something the way I wanted to. So why do I have to say something about that? Why do I have to make a comment on that? I just let it go. So that was a, a big part of my summer, a big part of the change that I'm seeing in my life now is it's not that big of a deal. Ron, your way is not the best way. It's not the right way. It's just a different way. And you don't have to try to have the last word 
and um, make sure that your point is heard by her and that it, it has to be your way. So it's, and, and it's, it has brought so much more peace and serenity in our relationship and our marriage. And we've taken a huge step the past few months just because of that small change of myself of listening more and realizing the, how prideful I am and that my ways are not better than hers. Her ways are not better than mine. We're just different. Absolutely. It's, I love how you, you shared that because I remember walking through that this summer with you while you traveled and just being proud of you because that's hard. Um, I've, I've struggled with the same thing, you know, 27 years with, with my wonderful wife and God bless her, she should be put up for sainthood for putting up with me. But the thing is, I had the same feelings. She should understand and agree with every way I think and everything I say. She should automatically be on my side and automatically. But then I learned the hard way through, plus through some counseling early on in our marriage and plus through the grace of God and through the grace of tools of learning how to be a better husband through AA and, and through the Bible and through my, the men in my life, learning that she is a completely different person. And she processes things differently. She understands things differently. And she has her own ways of doing things. And then as I look at that, and again, as I'm saying it right now, it's like, well, damn, that's me. I look at things differently than she does. I process things differently than she does. Maybe I should give her the break I'm wanting her to give me. One more time. I've got to be the change I want to seek. But what I noticed in our relationship, when I started allowing her to be her and stop trying to correct her or mm-hmm. stop trying to make her feel guilty or what are the, you know, or, or having that last word, our relationship improved. Now, we have good and bad days because that's what married couples do. And there's times when my voice or my words aren't the best and there's times when her words aren't the best. But the point is, now because we've been together so long and we allow each other to be who we are, we no longer take that negative moment and turn it into a bad day. Mm-hmm. When she's having a bad moment, I can say, okay, she's just not in a good space right now, let it go. I don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Whereas in my old days, the pride would, would, would come in and say, well, I don't know about you, Ron, but I have these rights in my head, and her words would violate the rights. I shouldn't be talked to like that. How dare she? And then I have to understand she's just as human as I am and just as stressed as I am. I don't know what's stressing her out right now, but something's bothering her. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I should be more understanding and practice some more patience and tolerance. And that's when I started doing that, and I still do it to this day, our marriage, our communications, our intimacy as a couple, not just the physical piece, but the mental, emotional, spiritual intimacy is so much better today. But that didn't start until I started modeling it and becoming that change I want to see. Yes, I totally get it. Yes, um, when I same with me. When I started to realize and stop making my wife into something I wanted her to be, and just let her be who she is, who God created her to be, that was the beginning of a whole different way of our, our marriage, our relationship, how we started growing. Like you said, the intimacy, and it's just not the physical intimacy. It's the it's the emotional connection and we've had these conversations the last couple weeks or so about uh, I was telling her how much closer I feel to her and it's just I says it's our insides I says I can feel us becoming more like one one soul one heart two people coming together as one and that that started when I started changing myself and when I realized hey Ron if you want to have some peace in your life in your marriage in your relationship then you have to be at peace if you want to be calm in your life and you want your wife because my wife you know has some anxiety we all do 
But if I want to try to help her with her anxiety, I have to remain calm. I have to control my anxiety. And for all, most of my life, I, I tried to do that on my own and it didn't work. So well, for me, the times that that I spend every day with God and my relationship with him and the, the men that God has put in my life um, that I can ask, go for, for accountability and to keep me in check and to share my struggles, um, that's done a huge been a huge part of my life. It's it's been a huge part of my growth, a huge part of the change that I am starting to see in in um, my relationship, and even with not only my wife with my kids. My kids, it was cool last week. My daughter was over, and she says, "Yeah, Dad, you are different." So, to me, when hearing when your kids are actually starting to to acknowledge that that I am different, that means the changes that I am working on in myself, going to God, going to my brothers. Um, asking for help, asking for guidance, showing, having them reveal their wisdom, and most of all, having God reveal his wisdom through the truth of his word to me each and every day, that has been a huge, huge, huge blessing in my life. And I know I still have a long way to go, but I'm not where I was. And there's my, my relationship with my wife is so much, I, I would say we have grown more in the last six months than we probably have in the first 23 years of our marriage. And that's because I swallowed my pride I um, I realized that I could not control my life. I was not in control of my life, that God was in control. And the more I turn to him, the more I ask him for his wisdom to reveal his, his truths and his peace and his uh, comfort to me, the more I can feel that and the more I get that. And then as I do that and I start practicing that change in my life, things around me are, are, are slowly changing the same way. So I, we have to, as men, we have to lead. And I believe, I'm a true believer of the spiritual leader. And I, it's not something that I go around quoting Bible verses or whatever. It's just the way I carry myself. And getting all that wisdom and that knowledge and spending that time and building that relationship with Christ and with my godly brothers, that has been a huge, huge, huge blessing in my life and has helped me make the change that I want to see in my life. Right on. Yeah, it's and I love this. What I love about the, the topic today is... Other people have taken this to other levels. Um, you know, Henry Ford got tired of riding around on a horse. He took it upon himself, and there came the car, right? And then modern times today, I mean, we see all these m massive uh, changes in technology, and then even bringing it close to home. Uh, my buddy Tim Berry was, you know, his story is he got sober down at Cass because he was homeless and decided he went to, wanted to help those, and... Hope for Homeless was born, and I got to help him build that because he wanted to bring it himself. He he stopped waiting on churches and other organizations to do it. He said, I'm going to do this, and I encouraged him to do it, and we put some people around him, and we did it. And the thing, they serve over 300 meals every Sunday, and little Katie Martinez was upset uh, because her school friends couldn't afford supplies, and so she asked her mom, "What? Well, well, how can we help? And her mom said, what do you want to do about it? So Katie became the change she wanted to see, and Backpacks for Kids AZ was born. It's a huge organization on the west side now. Katie's a, a sophomore going to be junior at ASU now, and if she's not president someday, I'll be very surprised. She's a natural-born leader. But that's what I've learned in my walk with ministry is I have to be the change I want to see. Mm -hmm. So like this podcast, you wanted to get the message out to guys. You wanted guys to be able to have a platform to listen to and speak on and just help other guys understand that we struggle as men. Yes. And you took it upon yourself. You're becoming the change you want to seek. So good job on this, Ron. Good yeah. job. Thanks, Mark. And um, uh, I just want to 
Thanks, Mark, for, again, brother, I love you. Thanks for all, all the stuff that you've done for me. You're one of my closest friends. You're one of the guys that I come to, and you're the one that it's great to have when I, I can tell you when I'm struggling with things. And so many times you've helped me see things that I can't see. And I just want to sh- share the importance of um, just having someone you can we can share our struggles with. And guys, we all have the same struggles. We all have the same problems. We all go through the same things. And it's just, it's important to uh, be able to acknowledge those things, to have someone in your life that you can trust and be vulnerable with and um, be the change that you want to see. And it starts with you, what what you can do. And it's not by pointing fingers. It's not looking through a, um, a telescope or a microscope. It's looking in the mirror and seeing what you can do. So be the change that you want to see happen in your lives, guys, and you will see how God does amazing work in and through you. And just say the short prayer we close. God, give me guts. See you all next week. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you hear, please share it with a friend. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook page, Guys With God, and also our website, guyswithgod.com, where both places give you an opportunity to pose any questions that you may have from today's discussion or to post any topic that you may want to hear discussed in the future. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.